I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lost of Words Betting Podcast. I am joined as ever by Bradley Todd. Brad, hello. Good evening, Tom. How are we, mate? Yeah, better for just getting the 3M open in my rear view. Um, close with a couple, like Grillo and Higo were both there. Uh, yeah. Higo missed two free fit putts on the last five holes to miss the places by a couple. And then Grillo, I think, three putted and then he bogeyed, then three putted, then parred the par five. So, he just kind of choked it out in the end. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure you're probably sick of the freedom open as well by this point. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, my only hope was Kevin Yu came with a crazy run on Saturday. I, f- yeah. I think he was like eight under through 11. Then he missed a short birdie putt, probably like four to five feet. To get to nine under through 12. Then it just yeah, it all went downhill, sadly. It was very short-lived. Um, <laughs> and also I had Chess and Hadley going backwards as well in the final round to give up the top 20. So, yeah, overall... A uh, very disappointing event from a betting standpoint. Um, but, yeah, hats hats off to Lee Hodges. Uh, I mean, oh, it's I unbelievable. He was great, wasn't he? I mean, I know we've both been on him this year on separate occasions. But, yeah, yeah. To, win, to win your PJ Tour title wire to wire by seven shots is uh, some feat. And, yeah, he just didn't let off, did he? You know, no. Like some of the shots he was pulling off was just ridiculous. And if he made a mistake, he would just bounce straight back yeah nothing could derail him so yeah, I, was, I was super impressed yeah I think it was interesting with um his seven shot win was obviously it should have probably been five shouldn't it really yeah, and went for it um first of all what did you think of posting going for it yeah I think that's what you're there to do you've got to, got to try and post a number excuse yeah. the pun <laughs> um but yeah he's got he's got to try and eagle the last and hope uh, Hodges makes a mistake I mean what more he's trying he's there to win the tournament and yeah I, I think I, I see a load of people giving him grief um more people that had money on him or um for uh, DraftKings reasons but yeah, yeah. it's just bad really uh, it's He's there to win the event, and uh, yeah, I, I think he made the right decision. Uh, and he's even come out and said that as well. He had, he had no regrets. Yeah, I think I think I was like, it's quite an interesting discourse this morning on it. Like there was someone who does a lot of drafting stuff, and it was all about it was a good play because not only was he trying to sort of force a playoff that he was never really going to force, there was like a one percent chance of forcing the playoff or whatever. But also, mm-hmm. well, less than one percent probably. But like also, he was less than one percent chance of making a seven like he the seven just wasn't really in like he, he should have made six really so yeah like yeah. he would have then still finished second so really in his head he didn't really have anything to lose and and then even when he finished tied second he still thinks he's got nothing to lose so right. yeah. but for his benefit i i was fine with it uh it certainly doesn't put me off um this week as we'll get mm-hmm. into um let's look at the total market then so sung jm is 18 to one favorite ahead of hideki matsuyama at 20. Mm-hmm. Russell Henley, 22. Sam Burns, 25. Siwoo Kim, 25. Shane Lowry, 33. I guess we'll stop there. Um, Sung Jim, Brad. Oh, egg on, <laughs> egg on my face. Yeah, you, you, you and Jason were uh, were right. I can't believe he's favourite this week. I guess we kind of got to have him up there, but I'll probably have Hideki slightly favourite. I mean, he's playing well. His approach numbers were excellent in the final round. I think games like for um four strokes on approach um I, he was probably the one up there but i think henley always you can consider around here uh, burns will love it 
see Woo. I mean, I I haven't taken anyone below sixty to one this week. No. Um, I really just this I couldn't I couldn't settle on anyone up the top, and there's just too many uh, down the bottom that just uh, piqued my interest. So yeah, I, I left the top alone personally. So I, I have settled on one, but it's none of the ones we've mentioned so far. I think Russell Henley was close for me. He was a player that mm-hmm. I had in mind because I was so high in him at the Open Championship, but let me down there and he did lose an approach there as well like I've, so i'm fine with giving a miss like he probably finished seventh or eighth and i'm just not that bothered at 22 to one um siwoo kim's obviously close but the thing with him he's he's better bet than he is like DraftKings play for people that are listening to that as well like he's either finishing the top five or missed the cut yeah, like, nothing in between so and that's just siwoo kim in a nutshell isn't it but yeah I don't think he's quite playing well enough to be 25 to one. Um, I agree. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'd have bet him at like 40s or whatever, but he's not that, and he's not that for a reason. So uh, <laughs> fine with that. Shane Lowry just is Shane Lowry. Denny McCarthy's. I think Denny. Interesting. Yeah, I can, I can understand why he's um, got a bit of interest this week. This is him in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, it's it's a tough grab at that price. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can see why people would go for Denny. So um, I guess the next person in the betting, Brad, is Justin Thomas. <laughs> and this is where you've got to decide, like, does motivation matter to you on a bet? I think, I think so. Yeah, I've always got to factor in a little bit of motivation. And obviously, I think he feels like he has to make the playoffs to be in the Ryder Cup. What do you think? Have any chance? Yeah, of making yeah. I think he does. I think that's the only way, unless he goes over and plays the DP World Tour and does I something. Do. But like... Yeah. I I mean, he could go and play Wentworth, couldn't he, and win it and get in mm-hmm. that Actually, I think, aren't the teams announced before then, though? I think it could be, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't see, I think Freddie Couples, I was reading Ben's preview, like Freddie Couples basically said that if he doesn't play well this week, he's, or doesn't make the playoffs, he's out, basically. So, yeah, yeah. Um, completely. It's just tough, too. He's like, he's lost yeah. this one at the wrong time. Right? <laughs> I was thinking about this, and this is, a, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this more at the Ryder Cup time, but like, I'm becoming more confident in the European team and mm-hmm. not to the point where I think they can win yet because I think we still need to see how the team shapes up. But And no disrespect to the, the two players I'm going to talk about, but like you would never have imagined Brian Harmon and Wyndham Clark taking up the two spots a year ago. No, not at all. Yes, no. they deserve it. And yes, they should be there. And yes, we should be worried about playing them if they play like they have done, have done in their majors. But there's no guarantee that that type of player is going to keep the form. And secondly, you're definitely going to be happier about playing Brian Harmon and Wyndham Clark than you are Justin Thomas and yeah, in, yeah an informed Justin Thomas yeah, yeah. or Cam Young or mm-hmm. yeah. um, Will Zalatoris if he was fit. So all of a sudden the team looks different, and it looks different for a positive for for um, you know Wyndham Clark and Brian Harmon's you know credit. I, mm-hmm. They're not there like just because no one else is good enough. They're there because they are the best, but yeah, I, I think Europe should feel a little bit more comfortable with them there, um, yeah, of experienced yeah. players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, we're, we're going to be blooding some new players this year. Um, and I think when we're trying to shape up our teams, you know, everyone's had their drafts, I'm sure. Um, it's always between a couple. And I think you, whoever you take now, uh, I, 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 it's, a, it's a funny one. I quite like the Belgium guy as well, instead of a Berg, the guy. Yeah. Um, Oh, God, the shot, yeah. The shot, that's it, yeah. 
uh, probably a bit too early for him as well. But I mean, what he's been doing on the Corn Ferry Tour has been ridiculous. Um, record breaking, isn't he? Six, six straight top tens, and no one. Yeah, I think, exactly. I think I, I think there's a group of players that have done that, like Scheffler and all that. But he's the only mm-hmm. one who's done it with a win. He won't get picked. Like, he won't. Um, no. But he he's just uh, someone that I can't stop thinking about for being in the team, even though he won't be there. Well, um, I don't yeah. think Aber can be in it. Unless he wins this week, I don't get why he'd be in it. No, yeah, yeah, I can't. I think last week was, I think, on a course that suits him a bit better. Um, I think that was his chance. Uh, so I oh. think he's gone. I think Marunk's got to be in it. Um, I do think Bobby Mack has got to. Got well, to so this is the other thing as well. So I think he's going to qualify because he's already yeah, in. Yeah, of course, yeah. I think he's probably going to do enough to get in, which means you then got to give a pick, I think, to Rose or. It might even be someone like Lowry or someone's got. I can't remember exactly who it is that's got to be picked, but there's a couple of players that need to be picked that are definitely going. Mm-hmm. Which means you're only really picking one other player, and mm-hmm. I think it'll be Nikolai Hoygaard or yes, Aaron Rye. I think should be up for consideration if he carries yeah, on. Big week for Aaron Rye actually this week. Well, um, this is another one, Brad, where this should be a good golf course for Aaron Rye. It probably won't be. How many times do we back him and we say? This is a great course for Aaron Rye, and then he won't show up, and then he'll show up when you least expect him. God, it's like a broken record. Yeah, this is a categorically great. Let's list, let's list for the winners quickly. Um, Tom Kim beat John Hur and Sung Jm. Kevin Kisner beat Brandon Gray, Siwoo Kim, Kevin Nardem, Scott and Roger Sloan. Jim Herman beat Billy Horshaw. J.T. Poston beat Webb Simpson. Snedeker beat C.T. Pan Webb Simpson. Stenson beat Ollie Schneidhan. Siwoo Kim beat Luke Donald. Davis Love III beat Jason Gore. That'll do. You, you can see the type of player it is. That's oh, Aaron Rye, isn't it? It is Aaron Rye in a nutshell. Um, but he just doesn't do it. Like, he didn't do it. I, I think he just about made the cut here last year. Whereas last week, yeah. an open where big drivers play well, he, he was oh, great. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I love him as a player, though. But yeah, yeah. Like, he's difficult to, to get right, I think. Um, in his early days, you could you could you know exactly where he was going to uh, show up on the DP World Tour, couldn't you? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, he's he's becoming difficult in the latter years. It must must be the like the grass types or something that we just don't know about him yet or something like. Mm. There's gonna be there's gonna be a factor. But yeah. anyway, going into players that we are betting, I'm betting yep. JT Poston. Uh, I can't ignore it. He's mm-hmm. He's had three top six finishes in his last four starts. Second last week, we've already talked about what happened to him on the last hole. He has come into, you know, 28 to 1, 3, 8 places. You might as well just take 25 to 1, 10 places at this stage on yeah. Coral. There isn't actually, there's 33 to 1, 6 places, which I probably would take. I think there's or 35, 7 places. There we are. I'm all over the place. 35 to 1, 7 places for JT Posen is probably it. Um, I think. He's just playing well enough. And and more importantly, he was great with his irons last week. And that is the difference. Like he'd been kind of plodding along 57th, 23rd, 36th in approach the last three weeks and then 7th. And he was also 10th in tee screen overall. So I think Poston now is just playing too well at the right time on the right golf courses to ignore. Yeah, can't can't argue that at all no it's been brilliant i think 35 to 1 seven places is, is actually pretty big compared to the, the numbers on everyone else up there and uh yeah obviously previous winner here so he loves the course yeah so, yeah brilliant mate yep, i like it so uh jason is also on him if he's 30 to 1 or better on jt post and interestingly enough he's also an aaron rye who we just spoke about as long as you can get 40 to 1 or bigger on him so um, two players that we've spoken about are in for Jason. Um, 
his third pick is also the same as your first pick. So let's go in to Alex Smalley. Mr. Smalley, yeah, I, I'm pretty convinced this is the spot where um, he gets his breakthrough win. Uh, I've been on him the last couple of years here, and I think I'll continue to back him until he does. Um, <laughs> well, firstly, he is a member at Central, so that is a massive advantage he has over the field. He knows the course better than most. Um, on top of that, he's been incredible on approach this year. He's gained on approach in 11 or, 11 or 13 lovers last starts. Um, disappointing miscut of the Scottish Open as he took a liking to the Renaissance Club on his first visit. But yeah, that can be forgiven. He's had three weeks off and he has no doubt. And this is just me hoping that he has spent uh, three <laughs> weeks practicing at Sedgefield Country Club preparing for this event. I have no knowledge of that. I'm just hoping that he has. Well, it makes sense. It would make sense to. It would. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so he was 29th on debut in this event, uh, 13th last year. Uh, he shot 64 both times, showing exactly what he's capable of doing around here. Um, he loves this type of test. He's fifth at the RSM Classic and ninth at River Highlands this season. Um, he's currently 47th in the FedEx Cup rankings. So, yeah, a win would take him comfortably in the all-important top 30. So, yeah, I, I really like him this week. And it was, it was a no-brainer. It was an absolute no-brainer for me. At 55. Oh, I got 55 to 1 way seven places is the best price yeah so there's actually i think uh there's 55 to 1 eight places for smallly on boil sports so oh, nice. um you got an extra place there and yeah it's tough with me with smallly because i've been on him quite a few times this year and this probably should be the one and but with both you and jason on it i've certainly got a little bit of fomo if he wins so it might be a late ad for me with smallly but as you say, he's been incredible with his irons uh, is the main thing, and that's going to play well here, irons and wedges. Uh, okay. He knows how to get around here is, is the ultimate um, talking point. So I think it's one of those ones I'm just a bit resistant to, like, the when it makes so much sense, don't do it, and that's because I've been burnt with Glover and that recently. Um, so I've tried to zig when people are zagging, and then when I think I'm zigging and zagging, it's not working anyway. So, um, yeah, interesting to see what happens with him really good case point for him because he's been playing really well all season or most of the season yeah, he without, has. without really getting his results hasn't he um it's really built on his rookie year isn't he yeah like second at john deere obviously a big result um i think i was on that week i was on i was on the shank at least um that week um maybe it wasn't on small i can't remember that but anyway like it was that sort of time ninth at the travelers where i liked him and I think it's just one of those ones where I try and take him in bigger fields. I was definitely on him for the Scottish when he missed the cut. Um, just one that I've always looked at as like, oh, I'll wait until he's 80 to one in the big field and, and go. Yeah. But um, a 55 to one on his home golf course in a an event where really all of the favourites are a little bit dicey um, isn't mm-hmm. too bad. So I do like it there. Your second pick, my second pick. Um, yeah. Well, where should we go? We'll go with Billy Horschel. Mm-hmm. So, Billy, oh, he was, yeah, he was <laughs> seventy to one, wasn't he? And he's now come into. He was. Yeah, that's when we were sort of discussing him early yeah. on, wasn't it? We, so we we talked about him at seventy to one. That's what I've bet him at. That's what I've picked him up on my written article. He's now fifty to one. You can but get I'm, sixty to one bet Fred uh, seven yeah. places in the alternative place market, and you can also get sixty sixes 
in their sixth place market. So yeah, it's worth looking at. Okay, yeah. So there's a couple of options for Fred. Also, if you just wanted to take a load of more places, because Billy Horshaw then 50 to 110 places on Coral's interest. Yeah, that's a good alternative. Yeah. Um, basically, it's a, it's definitely a gut instinct with Billy Horshaw because there's nothing statistically with him to suggest that he played no. that well last week. Was there? Um, well, he, yeah, he lost on approach, and that was it. I think everything else was sort of um, that much improved. Yeah, but obviously approach to play is so important here. Um, so that's not that's not ideal, but well, he was great off the tee, which is something he hasn't yeah, been basically all yeah. season. Um, and maybe the the idea is that when you take all the pressure off off the tee, you improve everywhere else. That's what I'm hoping yeah. for. Um, mm-hmm. Putted nicely. It's just it's just annoying that, that that approach play wasn't as good, but he's not he's not disastrously losing strokes like he was at the Heritage or the Memorial or anything like that. He doesn't look like he's and the thing that we took away, Brad, was the way he talked about the game. Uh, exactly, yeah. That video afterwards, um, yeah, it was brilliant. Like he's obviously talking it up, um, like that he's this is a, a finally he's played around um, played an event that he can build on, you know, and that's uh, it's it's massively important. Like he's been refreshingly transparent with his struggles like all year he hasn't hid and yeah he's continued to work hard and hopefully this is the first step of getting back to the level that he was um obviously it's a great course for him um what has he had he's had three top six finishes um 11 yeah best finish was runner up in 2020 etc so yes it's, it's a great course and he's obviously got all the form elsewhere um, his win and his record in general, East Lake, uh, Sea Island, Harbour Town. I mean, he's he's this is his type of test, and I think there's just the upside with Billy, isn't there? He, we know he can win, as you said, gut instinct. Um, he's coming off a good result. He's talking himself up. That's what you want to see. He's a confidence player, and yeah, I, I really like. It. He has to win this week if he wants to make the playoffs as well. Yeah, Added and- motivation. So yeah. Oh, brilliant I like yeah he's the one where like i do just buy into confidence like because <laughs> it's just his whole career has been based on that it's been very hard to telegraph a billy horshaw win although looking back like when you look at memorial memorial was a bit weird actually because he, he was mm-hmm. coming off a 68 for the pga and miscut the charles schwab and then won and gained a ton on approach and off the team everything um bmw he obviously finished um Wentworth, he'd obviously finished top 10 at the Tour Championship, so he played well. But like, these are really spike performances of his irons when he does get those wins. And exactly that. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like He can he can produce like, some magic with his irons. Like We know he can produce top iron play when he's at his best. So as you said earlier, as it, when it does come into, when he's, he started to hit the ball better off the tee, it might all just suddenly come into play, um, place. So, yeah. I, I want people to look because I, I really like looking at data golf now and obviously we can mm-hmm. kind of approach stuff and, and actual like finishing positions in terms of stuff on tour tips but on data golf you can get that kind of little graph that shows you you know how good they were in approach true strokes yeah. games I just want people to look at 2018 Billy Horschel from the PGA Championship onwards it's utterly obscene and it's just <laughs> this time of year where he just he just gets it. Um, yeah. I don't know if it takes him nine months to figure out how to play golf again. I don't know if he just waits until his back's against the wall. I don't know what it is, but yeah. I don't care. Like, there's a reason he plays well at this time of year. He does it every year. He's been second, fifth, sixth, eleventh, twenty seventh in his last five starts here. He's missed one cut in ten appearances here. I think there's not many safe 
Billy Horschel golf courses, but this is one of them. Even when he was 30th on debut, he was sixth going into the final round. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I just trust him here and at you know anywhere between 50 and 70 to one, depending on what you can get, um, mm-hmm. it is great. I think. Yeah, I think so. And uh, hopefully he's got the West Ham bag this week as well. Although that could well be the reason why his uh, his game has declined yeah. recently. Maybe he's gone down with the ship. Like he's, yeah. maybe it's what it is. He's a perfect analogy for a West Ham fan, isn't he? Because he really like, is. yeah. he, they were terrible in the league and then won the European competition. And maybe that's just the European. T- yeah, exactly. Like the playoffs is. Yeah, let's 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 treat the Wyndham as like. The semi-final of the Europa Conference League. Well, the, quali- the qualification round to get into yeah. into into the European competition. Then he goes on and wins it. And then the Tour Championships are fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And he wins that ten million bonus. That if that happens, then they're gonna have to write a story about. <laughs> oh my words, that would be something else. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, it all starts here with a good week uh, at the Wyndham Championship. Anyway, just, just I just I saw like because Craig uh, Thomason put him up 110 to one last week, and I said like I thought that was quite big. Um, in a in a field where it was pretty weak, um, mm-hmm. but there was no real reason to bet him up on the big number. Whereas this time, yeah, okay, you're taking half the price, but I've seen him do it now, and yep. it's a better golf course, so uh, I'm fine with taking the half half the number there. Yeah. Uh, next one for me, Adam Spenson. So I mentioned last week that his iron play was slightly less shit every week um, over the last kind of month. So he was like he was losing strokes, but he was losing strokes uh, less. So he went travellers. He was 0.51 lost around, 0.3 lost around at the Rocky Mortgage, 0.03 lost around at John Deere. Finished 21st there, and then all of a sudden last week he gains kind of like five strokes on approach, um, or four or five strokes on approach, and gains off the tee and around the green as well, and just had a really bad putting week. Um, so Adam Svensson for me and Jason. Um, at 66 to 18 places, I think is you know RSM decent crossover with that. Uh, he seems to perform decently, Brad, at these kind of short driving courses and wedges as well. So yes. I like Spencer in the 66s. Yeah, I really like it, and obviously you've got that um, that round of 61 on his debut, yes. which is uh, just second like, round, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, second round on his first, first sorry, on his debut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Was, oh, you were uh, right. I was just, I was just adding to what you said. Yeah, no, it was second round. Yeah, um, brilliant. Just, uh, and as you said, this is exactly the type of test that he wants. And um, yeah, his approach get numbers are getting better. And I think in the final round as well, they were at his best. So, which is what you like to see. So, I think he's coming into this with some confidence. And yeah, we know he can play well around here. Hopefully, over four rounds this yeah. week for you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's come on to your final pick for the podcast. Then. Yes. Um, so I've gone for Kevin Strillman, 80 to one, and that's readily available eight places. Um, yeah. And he, he has struggled for consistency. Um, he's normally an above average driver, typically straight, but he has been losing strokes off the tee. Um, interestingly, I, I saw an interview before the 3M Open. He visited uh, a longtime friend and coach, Jake Frum, and he had a good look at Strillman's swing and he discovered the problem. Uh, it was something to do with the position of his rib cage at address. And uh, yeah, Strillman said in the interview um, on Friday that what may seem like a minor tweak, it's actually been a pretty drastic change for him. And uh, off the back of that, he had his uh, best finish of the season at the 3M Open last week, finishing um, in tied second. And ball striking was much improved. 
he gained over three strokes off the tee and on approach. Um, he gained strokes um, across uh, all the strokes gained metrics. Yeah. So all his game was in check. Um, he's jumped from 120th in the FedEx Cup rankings to 84th and now gives himself a chance of making the playoffs for the 16th consecutive year, <laughs> um, which is a ridiculous record. And I believe he will need a top five or six finish this week to get in. Um, he has a fairly good record at Sedgefield, is twice finished inside the top 10, uh, sixth on debut and seventh a couple of years ago. Um, he's only missed a cut twice in eight appearances, so it's a good course for him. And his form on comp courses is something else. Like one, the Travellers, obviously at River Highlands back in 2014. He was runner-up in 2020. He also has three further top 10s. He has a top 10 at East Lake, three times in the top 10 at Harbour Town, uh, runner-up at Sawgrass, tied seventh at Innisbrook and sixth at Sea Island. So, yeah, this is exactly the type of test he wants. I don't think he will be that popular this week. Uh, I suppose people are looking at the result of the 3M Open, um, having a look at his performances this year and thinking that he, he can't replicate it because he has struggled for consistency. I think at 80 to 1, it's a, it's a big price to find out. Um, I think the upside's good. And he obviously has something to play for this week now. Um, he's fixed his swing. Um, the interview was really promising on Sunday as well after his round. Um, he's looking forward to this week. And yeah, I believe it's a great course for him. So I, I think he's a good each way bet this week. Kevin Stroman, it's interesting you say about that, um, the, the kind of thing he talked about with off the tee. He's very meticulous and I I advise people go back and listen because I interviewed him during COVID. Um, mm. And it was one of those ones where so I set out with his agent, who actually happens to be um, his wife, who's lovely. Um, mm. And it was very much like, look, we've got 40 minutes and that's it. Um, and I was very, like, when I was first doing them, I was very respectful of that. And like, I was kind of ending it on 40 minutes on the dot to make sure I didn't kind of overstay my welcome. But you could tell. Yeah as he was getting into it, that he probably would have stayed a little bit longer if I pushed it. Um, <laughs> and he was just a really pleasant person. And, and I threw this random thing at him that I knew that he'd won this $1 million bonus in 2009. It was something to do, a little bit like, you know, like those risk and reward, whatever they call it, like yeah. Comcast things or whatever. It was it was similar to that. Um, and he was like, I can't believe you've read about that. Like, I remember that really like weighing on me, blah, 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 blah. And it was like to qualify for the winner take all prize, you had to play 18 of the 24 selected holes throughout the season, one whole piece at 24 different tournaments. Um, and he literally said, like, it's been weighing on me and it's fun to finish it off like that. So he cares about like the smallest of details and he's a little yeah, bit yeah. Rough nut. Um, and it shows like you go to that off the tee thing and that's his best performance off the tee since the Valero. Um, mm-hmm. And it's only been at the, I think it's probably about five events this season where he's actually gained off the, off the tee. Um, yeah, and the only times he's gained like on a, on all four categories, he finished ninth at the Charles Schwab, second last week, and then he only slightly lost off the tee at the Wells Fargo, and he was 18th. Three had a really good week around the greens. Um, mm-hmm. So when he when he is on, he he takes advantage and finishes. So that suggests to me that he's still got the kind of fight in him. He still believes he can win. Yeah, it just has to be uh, going. Yeah. I mean, it is. And he's got that um, that consecutive year thing. Like he got uh, got he got asked in his interview, and he's like, I mean, he said, if you had told me I'd been out here for 16 straight years and still doing this and having a chance to win things, you know, said you were crazy. I think I think he's actually pretty. Now he's given himself a chance to uh, to he'll, make 
he'll want to do it. He's going to go hard this week and try and play well. And and he's one of those people I think spurred on by. And I remember talking to him, I was kind of like, you know, why was he so grateful for it? Well, I didn't ask him that, but like he kind of alluded to the reason he was so grateful was because uh, he was like literally driving to like mini tour events and not being able to afford to put petrol in his car. And then all of a sudden, like, could win on the PGA Tour. Um, And it it just took him so long. So it was a great interview. I really enjoyed it anyway. So anyone that, that wants to listen a bit more about Kevin Stroman, you can search for the archives for that one. I need, I need to listen to that as well. There you go. Yeah, get on it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that's a long way of sort of saying I do like Kevin Stroman as well. Uh, didn't get there just because I had a couple of others in the range, but <laughs> do get it. One of the ones I did want to play was Ben Griffin, but he's come from 101 down to 66s or 70s, and there is an 80 about in five places. I just, I could see him becoming a popular pick straight away, so I wasn't yeah. too fussed. Um, I think he'll play well and, and potentially not do much more than kind of 11 for 12. So opposite against him in the end, uh, Jason's playing Eric Cole top 20, which I'm sick yeah. of hearing the name Eric Cole. I've got to be honest. Um, <laughs> you see him every week. Everyone's convinced he's going to break through at some point and I yeah. get it. Like the stats are brilliant. And actually when you look at what's holding him back over the last five weeks, he's probably one of the worst drivers of the golf ball on tour. And that might just, been negated here um, because he's hitting his irons incredibly well. Scottish at John Deere last week on the 3M, uh, the US Open, he's hitting his irons great. So if he can yeah, just get a bit of reprieve off the tee, he'd probably be okay. That's it. Yeah, he's really struggling off the tee. That's what put me off as well. Like he's, I think he's on my short list every bloody week. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I couldn't get to him uh, this week. It's just that, that, as you said, the troubles off the tee puts you off. Uh, if Justin Sir could turn the Wyndham Championship into a one-day event, he would win it. But unfortunately, it's four days, so he's got no chance. Um, weird. He's just he's just great for one round every week, and yeah. it's not even always the first round. He's just I know you don't know what round it's going to come. Yeah. Uh, so I can't do Justin Sir. The one the one that I was in that I thought was overrated, underrated sorry, in the market and overpriced in the market was Vincent Norman. It makes mm-hmm. sense because it's just really not a great course fit for him. Like, yeah, you'd want a, a big, uh, obviously his driver's his biggest weapon. But you know yeah. what? You've seen people, you've seen like sort of the Cam Davis, they like to club down this, and play this course well. This was um, what I had in my mind that I thought he could just be one of those people that does it. But when you, I read that list at the start of the show, yeah. just listening, there's no one that finishes first or second as one of those big hitters. So. I just it just doesn't happen for whatever window. And his approach numbers have been like insanely good right. as well. Yeah, like that's yeah. what I mean. 3M, he was unbelievable on approach and off the tee. He just had a bad mm. putting week. He was probably I good. Think what? I, I haven't even considered him because obviously I, I have him in my head of players. <laughs> I've yeah. got a group of players that I, I wouldn't take him here, but so now you've mentioned him, it's and right. his really approach well. numbers are great. And it just it just strikes me that he could probably overcome the mould and I think about people back in like Cam Davis and Pendriffs and people like that who I think are the same sort of player Dietrich Patrick Rogers etc I would just take Norman mm-hmm. like I think I think people I thought there was gonna be a massive overreaction to him winning and it's gone the other way like I don't think there's been a reaction at all um mm-hmm. so yeah, I think interestingly, the he had his um, best ever Corn Ferry Tour finish in North Carolina as well at the Rex Hospital Open. Uh, Brad, I'm I'm almost sold. I uh, <laughs> I, I just think I just think there's something about him. I, I've I've just come to love him all of a sudden, and he's yeah. been on my radar pretty much since he won. It's amazing the perception change when someone wins. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I like him. Um, yeah, big fan Brendan, of him as well. Brendan Todd. 
could do well here. Obviously, perfect sort of golf course. 100. Yeah, agree on that. Yeah, it was on my short list. Definitely on my short, short long list. Um, yeah, mine, mine was huge. But the, the final one for me, um, and this is what we were talking about earlier with, well, we haven't actually spoke about it on air, is about the the change from 125 to 70 for the FedEx Cup playoffs. Oh, yeah. if, if this was top one in 25 to keep your card, Chesson Hadley would win the Wyndham Championship. Mr. Um, <laughs> one himself. He is unbelievable. He's currently 126th on the rankings. I'm sure he does it on purpose. That he just goes. Yeah, he loves the drama, doesn't he? I better take a step back. Of that might be why he bogeyed. He might be absolutely gutted with this news of the changes. Yeah. He's now got to gain 56 spots instead of one. Um, <laughs> and I don't think he's gonna. I mean, what is? I guess if he wins, he gets in, right? Oh, good. That'll propel it. I remember, um, what was it Jim Herman uh, when he won? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it propelled him right into the top seventy. So, so yeah, I think a win from pretty much anyone will get in there. Yeah. So I'm banking on him doing that, um, and I think he can. He's 125 to one with eight places. I um, put him up on odds checker earlier at 200 to one because the American odds don't obviously include. Um, each way so you're getting big value on, on longer shots but for me I just think he's really overlooked and I understand if you look at tour tips and the, the first four years he was terrible here but he's just learned how to play it he was 15th in 2021 and that was because of a final around 62 he was on his way to another 50th place finish and, and a really poor one here if he shot the final around 62 then you can just tell immediately in 2022 that he took confidence from that he was eighth last year he shot friday 66 to sit 15th and then a final round 64 to finish eight his form reads really well made five of his last six cut it's been sixth at the barracuda he should have finished top 20 again last week brad as you know but uh, yep. a final round 70 saw him fall from 11th to 27th um but again like travelers he was seventh at the halfway finished 24th um mm. before moving day so he, he's been really good um I say really, he's been steady for a five. Well, he's, seven, yeah, he's turned the corner, hasn't he? Like completely. Yeah. And this is the time of year. Like as we said, got to be. certain players. He comes alive. He loves it. I I am gonna copyright this now, and we're gonna timestamp it. It's 9:34 uh, on Monday night that we are calling Chesson Hadley Mr. One Two Five in the voice of Pitbull. So uh, instead of Mr. Worldwide, it's Mr. One Two Five. So anyone that uses that from now on, you stole it from me. Uh, what's going to happen is someone's going to have already said this and then yeah. I'm going to look like the ass because that happened to me a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, more importantly, he was fourth in the approach last week and 14th tee to green. And I just think mm. that the fact he's really telegraphing a big week, it's going to come. He really has, yeah. You wouldn't believe the time. I, I thought I took him at the Barracuda. I didn't. Um, I took him. The two times <laughs> I took him was the John Deere Classic after a he made three cuts in a row yeah. and yeah last week i think i took him top 40 at the john Deere classic and i took him out right in each way and then at the 3m open last week i took him uh, top 20 yeah so you don't need to sell me on chess and hadley i'm also uh an advocate of taking him this week um but yeah hopefully if he goes that step further yeah i think he can mr one two five himself um Interestingly, like I was having this conversation just before with Matt, which people might hear on a DraftKings show if they go and listen to that. If you don't listen to that, by the way, and you listen to this one, just go and just go and have a listen to it because I know the DraftKings in the UK is not quite as big, and I understand that. But 
it's interesting the sort of different conversations you have on that because sometimes you're not always talking about the winner and you're thinking about how people can finish in the top 20 and build lineups and stuff so it might just give you some different perspectives to help you with some placement bets and things like that um but one of the players that come up to for me was Stuart Sink and yeah. he was getting some stick last week for skipping the senior open wasn't he um mm-hmm. because they were like well you're not going to win the 3M open so why are you going over there uh and I and I to be honest I kind of agree but he opened 74 and you think yeah well done Stuart you've kind of proven everyone right shot <laughs> second round 63 third round 67 and mm-hmm. finished 37th and I just think this I mean before Stuart Sink was this bomber that he suddenly turned into as a 50 year old which is yeah. bizarre um this was the I thought would have been the perfect type of golf course for him you can really mm-hmm. tell the types of players that always made the FedEx Cup playoffs and Stuart Sink must have been one of them Matt Cooch is another because they just didn't play here um yeah. when he did he missed four cuts but he also finished 14th in 2016 uh, mm-hmm. with a final round 64 and then last year he shot a final round 64 to finish 27th yeah. so I just think Stuart Sink is one of those that could finish in the top 20 this week Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's recently oh, been seventh at the seniors. He's been twenty third at the Open, third in the seniors, thirty fourth at the Byron Nelson. I just, I can just see him having a top twenty week. He's a perfect little plot, of course. Uh, yeah. Him and Matt Kuchar, I think, are good for that kind of range uh, mm-hmm. in the top twenty markets. Um, but I think well, I was expecting really big bombs this week, and I, I didn't get there because I think mm. I think there is too many players, with, and I think it is that difference between 125 and 70. There's a lot of players that need to climb, and I think that's yeah. a lot of added motivation, and suddenly you're not going to get these really strange kind of um, mm. challenges like Jim Hermans and things like that. But ultimately, Brad, it's, I mean, what is it? It's just point and shoot, isn't it? So it can take to a passing contest. I mean, anyone can win this. Well, that's the thing, like anyone in the field, and that's the beauty of this this course um but yeah it, it brings the players that are, that are not long off the tee uh, into play and so yeah it's uh you could see one of these guys uh, down the bottom my, my short list as i said i targeted the long shots this week uh, primarily um i had a few that i didn't get to i mean i quite liked i mean ryan armor is, is the perfect example of this is the type Classic. of yeah. event that he could possibly um cause an upset you know it wouldn't be too much of an upset because we know what he is about um and then brian stewart um sam Ryder, uh just justin lower has been playing pretty well yeah, they're the sort of type of players that could just find themselves in the top 20 or even creep in the top 10 at a big price um each way but yeah you can't you can't take them all no so when you said ryan armor and he was one i looked at the one person i thought was ryan armor that i think could actually take a bit of a leap this week was russell knox um yeah i remember you saying suddenly hitting his irons better he's still not great off the tee not even accurate or anything but he he gained a couple on approach at the rocket mortgage he gained three on approach at john deere he gained another stroke and a half two strokes on, on approach last week at the 3m open like He's hitting his irons well now. He just needs another part of his game to kind of kick. Um, so if he can get the putter firing or he can get the off the tee going and set up more opportunities, then I think Russell Knotts could come good. And this just strikes me as a Russell Knotts goal, of course. It's never actually transpired that way. He finished 37th on debut, missed the cut, and was 28th, 48th, 72nd, 24th, 21st. But I was just interested that the 24th and the 21st were his last two efforts. A little bit like Chesson Hadley, who took them a long time to figure out. I think Wyndham sneakily is just a difficult course to figure out, like the Sedgefield. And 
when he was 28th, he was 14th at the halfway mark. Um, you know, when he was 48th, he actually played pretty well, just didn't quite have the low round you need. And then 2021, he shot a final round 64, uh, a, sorry, a second round 63 and a final round 64 to finish 24th. And then last year, uh, 64-68 weekend to finish 21st. So I think Knox has got something there. It's mm-hmm. probably top 40 or top 30 or whatever, but yep. top Russell, I don't know. Um, he'd have to take on <laughs> Russell Henley, yep. but... Top Scott, he could beat Martin Laird, who's played well as well last week. But Laird is on it, fire last week. Yeah, like him, him and Russell, uh, Ryan Armour, those types of players that just plod around and they could have a really good wedge week and just annoyingly yeah. the leaderboard. Um, so yeah, interesting and, one. Uh, our friend Sky has been uh, picking up Zach Blair recently yes. as well. He's been making some progress, making some moves. So I quite, I looked to him this week just because of Sky has been. Um, Pointing them out, and yeah, do you know what? He closed with a 64, had that second at the Travellers. Yeah, the, again, another player like Russell Knox, but even more so here, where he hasn't quite ever done it at Sedgefield. He's missed a cut four times, but you'd imagine this would be a good course for him. Um, but yeah, I don't Again, probably it would have to be a placement, a placement. Bet, but, and also, sneakily, Brad, there's one player, and you'll never be able to guess, so I'm not going to get you to try and guess. There's one lovable rogue that has suddenly gained on approach in three straight events. He's gained with a putter in three straight events. He's gained off the tee in the last two events. And he's trending form of 31st, 24th and 20th. Jason Duffner. Jason Duffner. Jason yeah. Duffner has finished 31st at the John Deere, 24th at the Barbasol and 20th last week at the 3M Open. And then when you look at his course form as well, he's finished 31st and 24th over the last three years. Um, obviously, he had that 83rd last year, but he opened up for 66 to be 14th after round one. 2021, he was 65 in round two, 63 in the final round. If we're looking for 600 to one shots like uh, Jim Herman, Jason Duffner is the one for me. Uh, yeah, I, love it. Yeah. I actually might bet him. Yeah, I think I'm just looking at him now. I think he hit the ball really well last week as well. Yeah, I think I think if he was one of those ones that went out to a thousand to one on Betfair, and yeah. you know sometimes I do that tweet. Yeah, whenever you used to do that tweet, the find me a thousand winner yeah. or something like that or something. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be the guy. He, I don't think he's quite as big. He's only six hundred and fifty to one. Someone's obviously bet him. Um, he was he was available a thousand at one point. I, I think sneakily Jason Tuffner is going to have a top 30, 40 week. Um, he's obviously not going to make the FedEx Cup playoffs. Kings, though, especially. Good yeah. Great, good, great, cool. Yeah, so you've got Russell Knox 450, Jason Duffner 650. If you want a few exchange stabs at an absolute plodder's course. And I'll tell you the other person, and we'll we'll come off here in a minute, Brad, but the other, <laughs> the other person that um, is sneakily making cuts, he, he's absolutely shocking with his iron so it's not going to happen but mm-hmm. Zach Johnson's made four cuts in a row Has he? he's finished 29th at the Travellers 70th at the Rock and Mortgage 35th at the John Deere 55th at the Open now if he was going to suddenly it's put it to good use he'd have done it at the John Deere but yeah. he's gaining off the tee for accuracy he's great around the greens and putting as he used to be he mm-hmm. just can't hit his irons if he suddenly just has a good iron week then this could be a yeah. And if it's going to be anywhere, it'd be, uh, yeah, it'd be here. Something like this, won't it? So I think, I think if it was going to happen for Zach Johnson, it would have been at the John Deere. But mm. um, it's just one of those weeks where I think you can take a few stabs. You can, you can take a few stabs you know, at that range. You know, yeah. it's, 
I think, I think it's that kind of week, isn't it? I think I think the one in for me is I just I would love to cheer Jason Duffner home on Sunday. So that's pretty. Yeah, much I, I think you get six hundred to one with bet three six five eight places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, God, I think you take that. I mean, when was the last time Jason Duffner finished in the top ten? Is probably something you've got to weigh up. Let's have a look. God knows. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't for the last three years. 2019, he had a fourth at the Wells Fargo and a seventh at the Memorial, but... He's due then. Yeah, he's due. And also, <laughs> in 2021, he only had one top 20. In 2022, he didn't have any top 20s. And then the last three weeks, he's gone 31st, 24th and 20th. So all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it just looks like he's like... I, I mean, you talk about the thing that Kevin Strillman found in his driving. Like, imagine yeah, if Jason Duffner yeah. just quietly learned how to hit the ball again. Like, mm-hmm. it is... He was he was great with his approaches at one point. So yeah, I think I'm going to have to join you on on Duff Daddy. I mean, I mean, I've cost you money here if we're, if we're going to bet Jason Duffner. He's actually only 500 to one in the eight places. So yeah, fifth so, at the players, fifth at the players was his last yeah. one, wasn't it? 2018. Yeah, he's um, yeah, he's got. I mean, oh, yeah, no, no, you're right. Fourth at the Fourth, world's final. Yeah. One. yeah, I'm just double checking. I'm just looking myself. Yeah, four, memorial. Yeah. I mean, look, is it, 2017, he won the memorial. It's not that long ago, really. So, no, um, you know, he's I just trending. he's trending. Yeah, if, if anyone can, if I could cheer for anyone in 2023. It's Jason Duffner. I'd love, I'd love nothing more than Duffnering to come back. The 66 as well, which you'd love to see. Yeah. It's got better as the week's gone on. I wonder Oof. what he is for just like. A top forty or something. So yeah, a top forty, I think, is a is a lock. Yeah, that's that's where we start getting into dangerous territory. We say Jason Dock is a lock. <laughs> getting, getting, getting carried away now, aren't we? What is a top forty? Mm. Mortgage play. I can't 40. even find it. Nine to two. For a top forty. Nine to two. I think we can get better than that. I don't think they're yeah. all the numbers are out yet. No. Fourteen to one for a top twenty for Jason Duffner. Uh, yeah, Paddy Power are usually good for and Betfair for top 40s. Um, yeah. yeah, so you might be able to get like a six to one or a five to one. So we're, so we're, we're keep what worrying thing is, Brad, is that we're 47 minutes into the recording of this podcast and mm. we're talking about spent about um, 10 minutes talking about Duff yeah, Daddy. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're scraping around hoping that we can find competitive odds on top 40. <laughs> I love it. Um, that's the, me now, anyway, that's the main thing. I'm I, on board. Yeah, I can't. We I can can't. go down together. That's it. I, I always <laughs> like a little company on the boat. I mean, you always go yeah. down a bit faster if you've got two of you on there, wouldn't you? So, <laughs> um, cool. I think that's probably it. I will summarise Jason's picks first. Uh, so Jason's gone with JC Post and a 30 to 1 or 35 to 1 if you can get it. Aaron Rye, 40 to 1. Alex Smalley will take that 55 to 1 that we talked about. Yeah. Adam Spenson, 66 to 1. And then a top 20 on Eric Cole. Uh, for my picks, I've gone with JT Poston. I'm just going to bring up the numbers again, but I think there was still a 33 to 1, wasn't it? A 35 with Bet- Betway. Um, yeah, that 35 to 1. This is Bet- that's it, Betway. Um, and then we've got Billy Horschel, who you said you can get a 60, yeah. 60 to 1, seven places, Bet Fred. Yeah, yeah, that's an like alternative it. place market. Yeah. yeah, or I like the 10 places, 50 to 1 Horschel as well. <laughs> Uh, Adam Spenson's coming to 66 to 1, uh, eight places with Skybet. And then Chesson Hadley, 125 to 1. Uh, where was that? That was Paddy Power, I believe it was. 
my eyesight's getting terrible. Yes, Paddy Power, eight places, 125 to one. And then for all the marbles, we're going to go with Jason Duffner, yeah. um, 500 to one, eight yeah. places. On that's a pure podcast one. pick, that one. That is. 500 to one, eight places about Jason Duffner. I'm going to wait until he drifts out to 700 or 800 to one on Betfair. Yeah. Um, but I like that. Brad? Round us out with some great picks for the for the Wyndham Championship, please. Yeah, let's hope so, mate. Can't be any worse than a free M open anyway. Um, fifty five to one on Alex Smalley. That's with Boyle Sports. Uh, that's eight places. And uh, with yourself on Billy Horshaw, sixty to one, seven places. Bet Fred. And I've gone for Kevin Strillman, eighty to one, which is readily available. Um, eight places. That's Paddy Power Sky Bet. Bet three six five. Yeah, you take your pick. And that's it. I... And Duffmore, of course, Jason. Yeah. Duffmore. I, I, if Jason Duffner wins in 2023, then I'm just going to be absolutely delighted. Um, we've got we've got two things to cheer for this week. We've got Mr. One Two Five himself, Chesson Hadley, um, going on going full pit bull and rapping about being one two five. And yeah. I've got Jason Duffner at 500 to one, who might bring back the greatest meme of all time, which was Duffner. So um, great week, uh, Brad. Thank you as ever for coming on for the Wyndham no, Championship. Um, looking forward to getting into the playoffs business end of the PGA Tour season another regular season in the books as well so big year already Uh, let's finish it off strong and then we'll work towards that break at the end of the year Brad yep quality looking forward to it it. cheers Brad